Hey everyone, welcome to the One Track Punk Show, the podcast where I chat with guests to see what inspires them to do what they do, whether it's a career choice or even a hobby. My name is John Layola, also known as One Track Punk, and in this episode I had a nice chat with Mike Snyder about his inspiration to programming. I've been listening to his podcast, his podcast Video Game Generations, where he and his co-host, his daughter, Addie, talk about video games, and I've always listened to their podcast for a long while now, and I've always wanted to speak with Mike. So, I hope you guys enjoy this episode for Mike Snyder's Inspiration to Programming. Enjoy. All right, Mike, welcome to the One Track Punk Show. Yay! Yay, thanks. Thanks for being here. Good. It's, uh, I'm, I've listened to your podcast, Video Game Generations, for a long time. We've been, we've been podcast buddies, and I've always wanted to, wanted to speak with you about your programming gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bring that up every once in a while. It's not something I dwell on a lot on the show, but yeah, I've been doing that forever. Seems forever. Like, yeah. Hey, and I just listened to your first two episodes. Pretty oh, cool. cool. Heard you talk with Nick. Yes, that's that's pretty cool. So this will be fun. Yes, I'm looking forward to learning all about Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, as much as we can do in half an hour. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, what is it uh, that gave you? What inspired you to get into programming? Uh, probably video games, because I, I don't know when my first experience with games was. It was maybe fifth grade, I think. So this was a long, long time ago. It was like uh, early '80s, I would think. Um, we had an Atari 2600 and, and that's kind of something that interested me. And, um, I just, I don't know. I just, I just thought, okay, anyone who can create something like this, that's something that I would want to do. But it, I mean, it didn't really catch on with me until later. I had a uh, great aunt who I, I spent a weekend with and she had just bought a Texas instrument computer. Uh, it was a TI-994A. And, you know, back then, everything's real simple. They're like little 8-bit computers. But she had a basic manual for it. And I opened up the manual and just spent the whole weekend just writing a little thing. It wasn't even a game. It was like a little maze thing. There was no logic to it. But I just programmed this, what looked like a video game, but you didn't actually play it. And ever since then, I've just, I I don't know. It's just something about computers and being able to create something, create programs that kind of got me started on that. Oh, Awesome. How would how like I bet that was a long process because I've uh, when I went to school for game development there's a like programming was really hard I can I can draw and create the art but that programming part is just man yeah there is a lot to it uh, you know back when I started programming was it's kind of hard to say if it was easier or harder because today there's a lot of there's a lot of tool sets. Um, I, my day job I do a lot with .NET we do ASP.NET programming and. So a lot of things that used to take 100 lines of code is now just one command in .NET because they've wrapped all these classes and you don't have to reinvent everything. You're basically just using building blocks and putting things together. So in some ways it's easy, but in other ways it's a little bit more difficult now because there's a lot of different wrinkles to it. There's, um, you know, to, to do web development especially, there's just, you got to think about the page. You got to think about what's stateless. So it's a... Uh, it is. When I started, I started in basic. Basic is pretty easy. Um, so I think really I started at a good time because I was able to I was able to get a foundation for how basic programming works. I was able to do a few little simple games in high school. Um, I actually sold them to uh, – there were a couple companies that would publish them for me. So 
um, it was kind of a good little learning experience to be able to do that. And then in college, learning C programming, which, you know, has now become C sharp and C plus plus and other types of programming. I think I've started at a good time because I've kind of, I've kind of grown with programming as an industry. So mm. I think it's, um, it's, it's not for everyone, you know, even in college, there were a lot of people that went into computer programming and they just, they decided this isn't what I want. I actually want to do it or I want to do networking or even, you know, the hardware side of things with, you know, building computers, that type of thing, or uh, just other things related to computers that doesn't require you to sit down and look at code and understand how all those little pieces fit together. But for me at this point, I, I can pick up new languages fast. I usually don't have to because of uh, in my job, I'm, you know, we're pretty much, there's certain Microsoft products that we use. Um, and I just kind of, it's kind of like the matrix, you know, how you start <laughs> seeing things and um, everything just makes sense. Like I can look at code and I can say, well, this, you know, this is going to do this. And I can pretty much tell if there's a bug or exactly what it's going to do, even without running it, because I can just step through in my head. Um, and that's not something that comes easy. That's something that does take a while. So I think the games were good for me, though, because that's something that let me that's something that let me practice it. You know, I was able to practice programming, making these games. It was something that was fun. So I was doing it all the time. And I think that's the only way to get good as a programmer is really just to keep programming a lot. And some people that aren't as invested in it, they won't become quite as good just because, you know, they don't spend as much time doing it. I guess it's like, you know, it's like anything. Like any any career. Okay, okay. Uh, so the ga- video games is what inspired you to get into programming. Are you programming for video games now, or are you just making um, assisting with software? What do you actually do for well, programming? Yeah, I for a long time I did indie game development, but it was kind of before the indie game scene got big like it is now. To where now there's Kickstarter, now there are you know there are ways to publish on Xbox and, and PlayStation 4. So I was doing it back in the DOS days and the early Windows 3.1 days, doing shareware, putting stuff on BBSs. So I've kind of grown out of that at this point. I, w- I wouldn't say grown out of it, but my time, I guess, I spend more playing games and you know I've got children now, so it's kind of difficult to do programming and that. So on my day job, uh, I work for a company that does software for schools mm. in K-12 school systems. Um, it's a pretty big company. There's a lot of divisions. There's like hundreds of people that I don't even work with because they're working on other products for other divisions. So for schools, we we do software that manages their, their lunchroom basically. So when kids come through a serving line and they got a tray of food, it's our program that would be on the computer and they'll say, well, you got an apple, you got this meal, you got an extra milk and they're ringing it all up. So it's point of sale. And then we have other back office modules like inventory so they can track how much of these things that, that they have or that they need to buy. There's a purchasing module, there's accounts payable, accounts receivable. So we have a product that's basically geared at the whole food service industry as it pertains to schools. And then one of the big things I work on is a website for parents to go and pay their lunch accounts or to buy yearbooks or, or pay their enrollment fee. So it's basically an online payment site and they're able to log in they have a little shopping cart. So I wrote that entire thing and it, it's pretty successful for us. And, and that's it. That's, that's what I do every day is it's ASP.net, which is web programming using uh, Microsoft.net. And it's not games. You know, I still, I still wish I could have followed a career in games, 
but it just sort of, at some point it just branched off for me, you know, mm. an opportunity came up to where I could get my foot in the door with this. Like even the company I'm working for now was, uh, they acquired the original company I worked for. So I've sort of been doing the same thing since 1996 and it was sort of just a lucky coincidence that I got my foot in the door. And, but that sort of like, it sort of like put me on a path away from game development. You know, okay. I was, I was one of those cliche kids in the eighties that wanted to work for Nintendo. Cause that's, that's why I wanted to be a programmer. I wanted to do games. Um, not even just because of indie development. I wanted to actually work for Nintendo. And I think that was common because, you know, Nintendo was synonymous with video games back then. But when that opportunity came up and I started doing more business programming and doing programming for schools, um, you know, that turned into a career. Um, you know, at this point I'm a senior developer, I'm, you know, a team lead on, on the uh, online payment product that we have and um, a pretty important person for our main point of sale product. So it's, it's almost like that ship sailed. At this point, the only way I could do game development would be to do what some people do and take a risk and, and, and do that. But I don't know. I think that ship sailed. I think at this point, games have sort of just become a hobby. I don't do game hobby development anymore for the most part, but that led into a pretty successful career for me. Cool. Yeah, that you, sounds like you've uh, accomplished so much. Uh, would you ever want to uh, create just a, a small game or like ever want to go back I to? Actually, I think about that a lot. There were a lot of, you know, even even back in the late 80s and early 90s, I would spend maybe a week and write just some simple arcade game on a Radio Shack color computer. They, there was um, kind of affectionately called the Coco 2 or 3. So every week I was turning out some new little game. And I did that up until... I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I was just constantly doing it. But as my job got more and more demanding and. Sorry, my, my, my dogs are going crazy. That's okay. As, as my job got more and more demanding and, and I took on more responsibilities, it kind of became difficult to spend a full day programming and having to really be invested in that and, and put my full effort into it only to then spend all my off hours also programming. So it kind of started feeling like work. I would love to, I would really if if an opportunity came up and I was able to do game development, I think that would be awesome. It's just, I can't, it's, it's at this point, I guess I just don't have the motivation to do both at the same time, like use my off hours for programming games, but also, uh, you know, program for my day job. Um, I wish I did. I think I, I, th I think I could create something pretty cool. There were a lot of things that I did. I, I wrote a BBS game called Lunatics. It was kind of popular for a while. There was an online web version of it. Ran it for like 10 years. So there's even a lot of products that I've, I've thought about Kickstarter. I've thought about doing something on Kickstarter. But then that does require commitment because, you know, then I can't just replace the income I have or, you know, eliminate it while I'm trying to focus on game development. So it's kind of, it's difficult to do both. I'd love to, but I don't mm. know. It's just, it's, it's, it's something that every once in a while will cross my mind. And I, I think, man, I really, I really, I used to love that. I really got, uh, that was something that for, for me, that was kind of what gave me purpose was game development. And, um, it just hasn't been that way lately. It's been mm. a while. Yeah, I could see that because uh, I went into game development hoping to um, get into to make video games as well. But sometimes, like when a career choice comes ahead and, and goes over, yeah, it's a similar career choice because uh, you know programming is programming. So at the end of the day, even though I'm creating something for schools versus creating a fun video game for people to play, that's still 
you know, it's still the back end of it is you're still writing code and you're still fixing bugs and you're still making sure that things flow the way they're supposed to. So it's just it's just too much to do twice, you know. Yeah. Um, and I wish it wasn't like that. And part of it, you know, having kids, I've got three kids now. I was married for quite a while, um, now divorced. But so there was a period where my priorities just necessarily had to change. So I couldn't, I couldn't spend all my off time doing programming, um, like I used to. So I sort of, I sort of replaced that with playing video games and collecting video games because that's something that took a little bit less effort. I could play a video game, um, and I didn't feel like, I wasn't achieving something like if I'm working on a game, I want to be able to achieve something. I want to spend a long stretch of time. I want to be able to do that. So this, you know, I kind of distilled my hobby down into playing games instead of creating them. And yeah, every once in a while I regret it, but you know, it's, it's how things went. Mm-hmm. I could, uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything that inspires you or gives you the drive to keep coding? At this point, the drive is basically, you know, I've got, three kids that need a house and uh, <laughs> food. So j- just being able to do it as a career and, and getting, you know, getting paid for it. That's what motivates me to program at this point. But I'll tell you, it wasn't always like that. When I first started programming, there were a couple of reasons. One is, um, I liked that. I, I liked the idea that people would be able to see what I've done or play what I've done. And I, I, you know, even just the chance to impact people's lives, you know, the software I do now, I I think, okay, well, because of what I've done, parents are able to pay for their kids' lunch accounts with a credit card and they'll get the money in like 10 minutes. So it's like in some way, I mean, I'm improving people's lives just by just by that. And it goes all the way back to some of the early games I did and I would show them to people at school or I would program something on the Apple computers at school and just that that recognition and just seeing people say wow that's so awesome you know just the just to be able to show something to people kind of a funny story there was a um a fundraiser it was like my junior or senior year in high school and you know we were raising funds for a trip or something and you know there's different ways of doing that some you could do a car wash you could you know sell things but i wrote this matchmaker program so a lot of people in my high school would submit a little form and they would say well you know, what do you like best, movies or books or et cetera? There's a bunch of little questions. And so I I wrote a program that compiled all this information and, you know, would spit out the results. Like, here's your best match. And that type of thing, you know, at least for the week or so that that was running, it just it, – it's a good feeling to say, well, I'm the one that kind of spearheaded this whole thing and I wrote the program that does this. So it's that type of thing that that really initially gave me my drive for it. Um, there was another thing I'm kind of struggling to remember what it was. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I mean that yeah that, that that sense of accomplishment and seeing people see your work actually for like being fulfilled and um, actually working that's that's a great inspiration to keep that drive going. Yeah, and and you know that carried through when I started doing BBS games when I started doing shareware just to have people play those and and know that people were enjoying what I created. I think that was kind of the drive for me. And that's what kept me going long enough for it to turn into a career. And I'm, I'm really glad, I'm really glad that it went that way. I think the other thing would probably be, you know, just having a career out of it, just being able to support myself and do something that I enjoy and something I'm good at and, and make money doing that. I think that's kind of what keeps me going. It's hmm. good. That's good. Uh, all right. Uh, I learned so much about about Mike. Yay! <laughs> uh, 
yeah. how you got into programming. And uh, so let's uh, get into the games. Okay. So we chose or we came up with coming out playing the rapid fire questions. So I do yeah. have a, some questions I'll ask you. And these are basic questions that anybody can answer. Okay. So they're not like embarrassing questions. No, no, it's not that type of stuff. <laughs> okay. uh, so let's get to it. First question. What is your favorite color? Uh, I feel like I'm on a, I feel like I'm on Monty Python's Holy Grail. I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. Probably dark green. I used to really like dark green, but I also like blue. So Okay. Yeah. I like blue myself. Yeah. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Uh, wow. You know, these on the surface, these should be simple. Um, I would say a night owl. I, I don't like getting up early if I can help it. Okay, yeah. Say so I'm sometimes the same way. I'm either or. Sometimes that I feel like staying up late, and sometimes I like wake up early. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, favorite food? I like any sort of Mexican food. I'm a big fan of tacos and fajitas and enchiladas and burritos. So um, it's kind of hard to choose, but anything Mexican I really like. Nice, good choice. Yep. Favorite pizza topping? Um, hamburger. Hamburger. Ooh, wow. We've, I've had people with uh, pepperonis, but hamburger, that's different. Yeah, for a while, I when I was a kid, I really loved pepperoni. And then I, I went through a phase where I just didn't like it. I wouldn't eat it at all. And I've kind of come back around. But if I just had to choose one topping only, then yeah, I'd get beef or hamburger. Okay, cool. Of uh, Cats or dogs? Cats. Cats. Cool. Yeah, that's a, a strange thing for a guy to say. But I owned a cat. I love that cat. Um, never been much of a dog person. I get that. Favorite TV show? Uh, for a while, it was Lost. I really like that, you know, the mystery of it. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, um, yeah. Right now, I don't know. I really like um, – oh, there's just so many. I like The Walking Dead. I've been watching uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the DC and Marvel shows like, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I watch Flash, um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, um, I don't know. I guess I guess I'll just go with Lost because that's kind of uh, an older one, you know, a classic. I I don't have to think as much about that one. Okay. Um, I I, got, I was into Lost, but then it got so confusing. Uh, what did you think of the ending? Not to spoil anything, but what were your? Uh, did you? I think that they painted themselves into a corner and they had to do something. So I always wondered how long they knew that that's how they wanted to end it versus them just saying, let's just do something. You know, we have to wrap this up. Um, it, it, I guess it was a little bit disappointing, but what else would they have done? Mm, that's true. Uh, let's see. Biggest pet peeve. Uh, wow. That's a toughie. A lot of things I just let slide off. So there's not a lot that bothers me. I would say some grammatical things, you know, when <laughs> When I'm when I'm talking, I will I will constantly mess up. But when people write, like when you if you're actually typing something up, it's it's a it's a little bit less uh, it's a bit a little bit less forgivable when you like say it's instead of it is you know using apostrophes wrong or your and you are so not a pet peeve and probably a really silly thing to even mention. But I guess that's the only thing that comes to mind. That, I mean, that makes perfect sense because you're a programmer and you, you type out the and stuff. I wanted, before I was a programmer, I wanted to be a writer. So oh, I spent okay. years and years up until high school thinking I was going to write sci-fi novels. So, I um, mean, I used to read a lot too. So, you know, I guess that's the only thing that really comes to mind. Okay. Uh, two more questions. Okay. What is one goal you would like to complete this year? Ah, uh, oh man. 
See, these are the tough questions. <laughs> as, as far as just personal life goals, I guess, um, I, I don't know. I just want to play games. Okay, that's a good goal. Yeah. You know, um, maybe some home improvement. I think I'm going to get my house painted. We'll do that. Okay. And last final question. You're given a free destination to anywhere in the world. Where would you go? Uh, that's a good question, too. Um, I have never been anywhere except I went on a Caribbean cruise once, but that was, I didn't really get to see much. So it's really hard to know. I, I'm so focused on just my own little corner of the world here. Um, I would like to visit some, probably some European country. I, I don't know. Maybe I'd like to like travel from Italy and, and, you know, go through France, I think would be fun and just do some sort of like big, just big overseas trip, something like that. Awesome. All right. Yay. Thank you, Mike, for playing the rapid fire questions games with me. I think I did better at that than I would have at the, at the movies game or the, you know, the, the game name game. I was <laughs> Nick and I don't know how you did it. I, I actually, I don't know how you do it with, um, with Amanda and Corey either. It's like, you guys are just like encyclopedias of knowledge. And I was thinking, I was thinking we would play that. And I listened when I listened to the episode last week with, with you and Nick, I was like, you guys would say a letter and my mind was blank. I was like, I can't do this. I, I, I for some reason there should be a hundred movies with that letter and I can't think of a single one. So yeah, this worked out. Oh yeah. I mean, like I think the reason why we got better at the game is because we, we kept playing it constantly, constantly. So well, that's, I was, I was almost to prepare myself. I was going to basically get a cheat sheet and say, well, here's like five movies with each letter. So I'm prepared. And I was like, nah, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> that would have been so smart. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe one of these times I, I, it would have seemed like I was a movie expert, but I was like, nah, better not. <laughs> All right, Mike, is there anything you want to plug or give a shout out to? Well, uh, the main thing I do right now is a video game podcast. And like you said earlier, that's kind of how we know each other for so long. It's um, uh, the Video Game Generations podcast with my 11 year old daughter as a co host. The website for that is vggpodcast.com. And we're on uh, iTunes and TuneIn and everywhere if you just look for Video Game Generations. I'm on Twitter at VG Generations. And I'm on uh, Facebook as VGG Podcast. The only other thing, like if you're interested or anyone's interested in some of the games that I wrote, um, like even the, like the Radio Shack Color Computer stuff, there's a site called CocoQuest.com, C-O-C-O-Q-U-E-S-T.com. You'd have to have an emulator to play them. But I have another site. All that stuff is linked. There's like a sidebar. It's Prowler-Pro.com. And I guess I guess that's really it I need to plug. Nice. I'll, now that I know uh, your Prowler.com, I'll have to check that out myself. Yeah, Prowler-Pro.com. And it, it's pretty much out of date. That used to be where I would post information about Lunatics or some of the interactive fiction games that I'd, that I'd worked on. There's some web games. And so there's like a it, – it's way out of date. It, you know, it was made for like a 800-pixel resolution or something. So it's – the website hasn't been updated forever. It does not look modern. But it's still there at least. I mean the, the stuff is there. Even some of the old Windows games can still be downloaded. Not that they're great, but they're there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me because I've always wanted to chat with you. Yep. Yeah, this was fun. And I, I good luck in this podcast. It sounds like a really, really great idea. Hope you have a lot more guests that are going to share a lot of that because this is something that 
could open a perspective on things I wouldn't have thought of. Like you could get flight attendants to talk about what they do. It's just, it's, 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 there are a lot of possibilities to this and I wish you really, really good luck with it. Thank you so much. That's, I'm glad, I'm glad there's something out of this. I prefer video games, but I will also listen to this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I don't really have a sign off. I've, I've been stealing uh, everything from one track gamers. I've, I've, I guess I learned, learned so much from that. So uh, until next time, and as always, game on. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Track Punk Show. If you like this episode, be sure to rate and review it on iTunes as well as sharing the podcast with other people who need some inspiration. You can follow me on various social media by searching One Track Punk, Twitter for updates, Instagram for artwork, Snapchat for vlogs. You can also support me by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash onetrackpunk. By doing so, you can get early access to the content I am creating. Thank you everyone and remember to get inspired.